Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's Bob Stoffer, 134 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Every Wednesday in this time slot, we are joined by our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, how are you doing? When I get back to Edmonton, and uh, I will get back to Edmonton at some point, uh, I'm going to have to go and try that Mediterranean chicken. There you have it. Well, thank you for giving us the the uh, warning that you are going to uh, make your way back here. We're not quite Eventually. sure when that's going to be, are we, yeah. in terms of the uh, return to play at this time? No, and I'm not going to be involved in uh, the TSN bubble for the World Juniors, and so that means it's uh, probably in uh, 2021 at some point that uh, hopefully the the world will open up enough that uh, we can be in arenas to actually do broadcasts. So do you think there's a possibility if we do play during the 2021 season, uh, and by the way, just and I might have asked you this on Monday, but but just like if you were to hazard a guess on a percentage, what do you think the probability is that we'll have some form of an NHL season during the course of this year, John? Ninety. Ninety percent. All right. Well, that's. But uh, is it entirely possible, as an example, that we would not have fans maybe for the first half of the, the return to play? Is that conceivable? I, I actually think that that's one of the, the key variables in all this. I think that that's very possible. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're hearing from uh, different constituencies when this thing will start. If you start January 1st, Bob, there's a very good chance you might go at least two and a half months without fans in the building. Yeah. If you start February 1st, there's a possibility that it might be only 45 days. Uh, right. And I think that that's where a lot of clubs are pointing to on the basis that uh, there's so much revenue at stake, even if it's, you know, Eugene Milnick says 6000 uh, I've been told uh, 10000 is where you break even. Uh, but at least there will be some form of local revenue if there are some level of people in the buildings. Yeah, uh, and we could end up in a similar situation. I mean, for let's say for 45 days, so that's seven weeks. Uh, maybe teams play 28 games during those seven weeks, uh, you know, where you would... Could, could we have a situation where, let's say they're... Uh, by the way, how pragmatic is the Canadian division? Is that something that you can see come to fruition? I think it's one that's being discussed, and I think it's being considered. You know, I remember at this point, early in the pandemic, they were they were talking about the possibility of the bubbles being in North Dakota and New Hampshire and in Notre Dame. Yes. You know, things evolve. I mean, we were talking about the two bubbles being Vancouver and Vegas. 
things change constantly. That's the one thing about about, about the pandemic is is that there has to be uh, the ability to adjust and to evolve. And and certainly one of the discussion points is a Canadian division, and whether that's a Canadian division within uh, a bubble or Canadian division where we're seeing teams travel to and from each arena. It all do, it, it, it all really depends. Remember, there are certain places in our country that have NHL teams, like Manitoba, where you still have to quarantine when you go in. Yeah. So oh, which... there are going to be issues uh, all along the way at this point, and we're just we're just not sure. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, it's. I mean, I, I had somebody suggest to me the other day, John, uh, that theoretically. If it was a Canadian bubble, that the league would probably prefer to to share it and not necessarily have it in Edmonton or Toronto, but look to another market potentially in Montreal or Vancouver. And I, I I'm guess not sure why. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm actually not sure why, Bob. You and I talked about this the other day. Uh, why not go with the tried and true? Why not go with a system that works? Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. Well, in fact, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that neither the Oilers nor the Toronto Maple Leafs put a lot of money in the bank making sure the bubble worked. Right. Uh, you know, the hotels did better than anything else. Right. Uh, the bus, the buses did well, but I'm not sure how much money that uh, that even got even the break-even point for for the two hockey clubs in, in running the bubbles. Yeah, it's uh, well. Again, we'll we'll have to see how it all plays out. It's a bit of a quiet time right now. I know you tweeted something else on Chris Russell today, and we've had some discussions in around that. Uh, what's the latest uh, from your perspective? Well, he has signed the deal. It's a one-year deal that uh, gets him for two more years now in Edmonton. Because remember, he's in the last year of his deal is coming up at two and a half million dollars. Uh, and uh, in, re- so in real dollars, four million dollar cap real, hit in, yeah. in real cash. Yeah, uh, I mean his four million dollar hit uh, is already on the books for uh, the next season. Yeah. So this is uh, this is just an, uh, you know a veteran defenseman. Uh, you can you can call it uh, expansion insurance. You can call it uh, whatever you want. Uh, but uh, in many ways, I, and I know in talking to people inside the club, that they feel that Chris Russell has earned the extra year at some point, and uh, particularly when you have a group of young defensemen coming up, it's good to have a veteran around. Well, and uh, I, again, I look to Philadelphia. Like, they've got, a, you know, Provorov and Sanheim and Myers, and, like, they've had yeah. a, gr- a group. But, you know, one of the things that Chuck Fletcher did a year ago is he went out and got Niskanen and Braun. And then Niskanen retired. Uh, Gostabear has kind of slid off a uh, critical role uh, in large part because he's not a great defender. He had 65 points a couple of years ago. They're looking to move him out. They signed Eric Gustafson, who finished here in Calgary. And I'm led to believe because of the retirement from Niskanen, they want another experienced right shot D to help bring along those kids. So they're, you know, they could be potentially going after Jason Demers from Arizona. That just reinforces... There, right? There's a few. Listen, there are a few bodies still available in free agency, and I don't think Chuck Fletcher's in any hurry at this point to make any signing uh, because the, the, every, every day, the, the, quite honestly, and it's a, it's a little mercenary to say, but every day the prices go down. Well, and I mean, we had guys misread the marketplace, you know. 
that's that's just the reality of the situation, right? I mean, you've had guys that are sitting there as free agents today that 10 days ago probably didn't think they were going to be a free agent, John, and that's just right. the, the reality. Right. Yeah, like, I, can I ask you a question? Like, what is Nashville doing? Like, what well, are they doing? I mean, I'm not sure that... I, I, I mean, I, I think when you look at what David has tried to do and uh, what John Hines has probably asked him to do uh, as the coach... Uh, I mean, I, I think that they're they're in a a, a bit of a retooling. They're not going to write a memo like Chicago did yesterday or the Rangers did three years ago. But you know, I I think David's probably looking at his his core. He's looking at the future. That's how he drafted the goaltender uh, from Russia, uh, and he's going to cross his uh, fingers that uh, Pekarene and uh, Soros can give him one more good year. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. I mean, they went, they got themselves a third pairing with Borvietsky and Matt Benning. I mean, those guys are perfectly situated and at the right price point to be in that role for Nashville. Yeah. But they, they've lost a little. I, I, they buy out Turris. Granlin's a free agent. They've lost Craig Smith. I mean, that's three top nine forwards off their team last year. But, but, you, but hey, listen, when you look at, I mean, Ryan Johansson has to be better. David David Poyle's made a giant commitment to him. Yeah. Matt Duchesne has to be better. They've made a giant commitment to him. A lot of this isn't on David Poyle as much as it is the performance of the players. Yeah, and eight I think mil- that that's exactly where that team is. That's yeah. and it cost Peter Laviolette his job. Eight million, eight million, and six million. Laviolette, by the way, uh, hiring his longtime buddy Kevin McCarthy to go in with him to Washington uh, with the Capitals. Dick Patrick uh, has history of David Poyle all the way back to when David Poyle was a general manager of the Washington Capitals. There wasn't that big of a surprise that Laviolette ended up there. Uh, I had something else that I wanted to hit on you with here. Uh, yeah, so there's a team. Now, is Columbus, they off, They moved out some contracts as well, some sort of depth defensemen, Ryan Murray, Nudevar up. They've got some depth in goal. Are, yeah. It's not just having space to sign Pierre-Luc Dubois there, is it? Is you know, Are they a team that's potentially in the mix in on Hoffman, do you think? I don't, I don't, I don't see Mike Hoffman and John Tortorella as a, a combination. I just, I just don't. Um, I mean, I, you talk about a guy ten days ago. Did he misread the market? Um, you know, I mean, and, and quite frankly, it's so unfortunate for a guy like Hoffman who, you know, he had every right to go go to free agency, and and uh, and it just happened to be in in this year, like like Taylor Hall. But reading the market and. Taking a good deal short term is something that a lot of guys are going to have to figure out or, or lament the uh, the consequences. I, I don't I don't see Mike there. I do think that we're not going to see very many signings by teams like Columbus because they can take their time now. Yeah, uh, there 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 is no hurry. You know, if it's if it's December fifteenth for camp, which I don't think it is, based on I don't think the players want to be away from Christmas. Um, and um, and so I, I mean I do think we're looking at January. I think that so guys I. like uh, Yarmo Kekalainen have a great feel for the game. He can take his time and and sign guys a week before camp starts. John, I believe that there will be players there for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars on January seventh when we open training camp. I I, I, I see. I agree. Like, I agree. Right. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Like and and uh, and I even even. I think there'll be guys that we're going to be surprised that are going to have to take PTOs. Yeah, totally. It's it's t- 
Totally, and, I, and I'm with you. I mean, I'm looking. I, we had this conversation with Brian Lawton on the arbitration process and how baseball is better because the arbitrator picks one or the other. And that that gets the actual price point more realistic for both parties. Whereas in yeah. hockey, you know, it's inflated to the high end for the player and the low end for the team. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm watching 4.8 and 2.2 being the difference on Connor Brown, you know? And Connor Brown's, you you know where I'm going with it, and that's a one like a one year deal. So what I going to settle at three three or three four for a year, and then Connor Brown becomes a UFA? Like, well look what look what happened with McKayev this morning. Uh, he they actually it becomes a game of chicken until the arbitration starts, uh, right. and uh, in the end it was McKayev who who who, uh, who blinked and said no. You know what? I like playing in Toronto. Uh, I'll take money closer to their number. And uh, and we'll go from there simply because I want to be on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, and, and he's a, a heck of a player as well. So uh, that's going to be intriguing to uh, to, to uh, see what transpires. Uh, more, uh, I, I know you had, did you have Mike, did you end up getting Mike Emmerich on your show that you do with Bob McCown? We had Mike Emmerich and Bob Cole this morning, both of them. Oh, there's only so, about a, uh, it, it was oh. great. Uh, it was great. We and, and it was funny. Uh, uh, the whole concept was to, to surprise uh, Mike with Bob, but technology wouldn't let us. But uh, what, ha- what really happened in the end, Bob, was it became a discussion of guys who are passionate about play-by-play. And in the end, there was one name that came up more than any other, and that was Danny Gallivan. And yeah. the influence of Danny Gallivan on both Emmerich and Cole. And both of them at one point, both of them at one point, totally separately, went and did an impression of Gallivan, how he did play-by-play uh, of a Canadian player coming up the ice. And did they both weave in a Savardian spinorama? No, they didn't, but there, there was a few gingerlies uh, yes. and, uh, and a few uh, well-placed... Uh, well-placed adjectives and adverbs, as Danny would always do. Well, he had an incredible voice and a ter- terrific command of the English language, though occasionally he did make up some new words. Uh, but as And as you know, John, I was a Canadians fan uh, before the Oilers got in the NHL. I, I love the Canadians. I hated the Flyers, and uh, Danny was the guy. I mean, you know, and you know, it's certainly in the mid to late seventies, and you would have had the privilege of working on him towards uh, working with him towards the end of his career. Uh, Bob Cole, sort of, Dan Kelly is in there as well. I mean, he was—he's no longer with us, but he was a heck of a broadcaster as well. And then Bob Cole was the number one guy for a long, long time. These are special, special men in the industry, aren't they? I was very fortunate. The guys that you mentioned, all of those, all of those guys, plus a few more of the greats, I—I I worked with them all, and. Uh, it's, uh, it's the foundation of uh, the person and the broadcaster that I think I am, and it uh, was a real treat, and it's the ability to tell good stories about them that makes it fun. They shared, and, and maybe shared a Captain Morgan or two over the years. They, they shared. That's right. They shared. They shared. There you go. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, we, we had some minor technical issues at the beginning. Thank you for uh, sticking with us, okay? All good. Take care, my man. That is John Shannon, uh, our NHL insider, 149 at Edmonton. We are going to... 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, get to the orders now. Injury report and uh, the stand orders history when we return. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Quick shout out to the folks out in uh, Wetaskiwin where cars cost less. I was talking to Uncle Milt at Brent Ridge Ford. He's saying the other day they had a big summer. And uh, their used inventory that usually runs around 50 to 70 units is down to about 10 to 12 units. They need some trades. And not only will the Ford, uh, the Ford, the Ford, the Ford, <laughs> coffee, Ford, uh, not only will the Ford Motor Company give you a trade-in bonus of up to $2,500 for your 2016 model or older, but Brent Ridge will pay you top dollar for any trade just to help them restock the shelves. Go and see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the staff at Brent Ridge Ford. They've even got a couple Calgary Flames fans there. We don't like talking about those guys much. Your Ford Truck Authority on the Auto Mile out in Wetaskiwin. There you have it. Mitch has texted the show to say, Bob, Canadian division is the only way for hockey to be in Canada, in my opinion, uh, the way the government operates. Well, we'll see. Now, if we have a change of government in the U.S., does that change things from a Canadian perspective? I don't have the answer for that. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0068. Uh, Coach Sheldor says, Bob, uh, your COVID updates are the best that I've heard. I tell everybody I know about your updates, and you're right, testing numbers are very important. Well, again, there's the dramatic emphasis, 900 new tests over the week. you, know, you got to kind of mention that there might have been, in the case of a four-day run, you know, 50,000-plus tests in that scenario. It's important. Uh, again, you can text us at 7804960063. Bob, if Arizona puts 6,000 fans in the building once the season starts, they'll have increased their attendance from Jason and Sanguda. Well, no, they have more than 6,000 when the Oilers go there. It's just in a brutal spot. And for all of the listeners out there that have gone to Arizona to do a game and been in Glendale, you'd understand why. But it's also not conducive to the I don't even know what is the number one sport in Arizona. Like I know in the southeast, the number one sport's college football. Okay, that's the number one sport. In Canada, the number one sport is hockey, and it's not even close. That's the reality. I love football, but the number one sport is hockey. And uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, (laughs) I did it now. Bob, there will be no change in government in the United States. Trump 2020, says the texter. Uh, We'll see. The polls indicate otherwise. But that said, the... Polls indicated otherwise in 2016 uh, suggested that uh, going into the election, like 538, that sort of thing, had Clinton winning. Trump did. Polls indicating that Biden's in the position to win. 
I've said it before, if you know anything, is sort of about how the U.S. Electoral, uh, electoral College works. It favors the Republicans, and before you guys center-right get upset in Canada, the way the election process works, it kind of favors the Liberals a little bit. 780-496-0063, Trump in a landslide uh, compared to the polls. Well, what I would say is if Trump wins, I, I think he has a greater appetite to keep business going, and that could, in the short term, help hockey, maybe. But some have suggested, you know, if Biden wins, maybe there's a more serious approach to COVID, and that could be a, a better long-term solution for professional sport. All depends. You're allowed on this show. You can have multiple uh, perspectives. Corey says Bob Biden's going to win. There you go. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, uh, no question says. Uh, Fear the Finn, the San Jose Sharks fan. The election of the states does matter because the Democrats will be shutting everything down. Okay. Bob, the number one sport in Arizona is golf. You're probably right. And I have never professed to be any good at golf, just so you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why? Because I've been doing a show in the afternoon forever. And because I don't really have... You know, not much of an athlete. I can throw a football, can skate a little bit, had an okay shot, but golf requires discipline, and that's not exactly something that I've had a uh, immense amount of. Brian Burke's coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Do you want to get to the Oilers Now injury report? It's uh, Red Daily here, and uh, brought to you in part by our friends from James H. Brown, personal injury lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown, uh, they will uh, look after you. They want you to stay safe and stay positive. And if you are involved in an accident, you can reach out to James H. Brown. Uh, Brendan, and, I mean, we're sort of at a standstill. I don't know how much injury is out there in the injury front. We should, we should start doing like the NFL, the NFL uh, injury report at some stage for the next little while. But uh, let's get to this day in Oilers history. Back in 1979, the Oilers with a rally. From a 5-2 deficit, they brought it back to earn a 5-5 tie with the Minnesota North Stars. Stan Weir scores twice and Blair McDonald ties it with a minute 21 to go. A couple of veterans there for the Oilers at that time back in 1979. Again, Brian Burke will be on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now for Canadian Power Pack. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque will join us. And Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality George LaRock. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight from 6 to 8. NHL on NBC analyst Pierre Maguire. Special teams coordinator for the E football team, A.J. Gass. There you go. Good show. Maybe grab a clip from Pierre for tomorrow's uh, Oilers Now Audio Vault. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chit Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Stay safe and stay positive, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chit.